Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week on Jordan Jesse Go, we learn who among me, Jordan, and Paul Shear has high-quality, old-fashioned values, plus extensive discussion of Ladies Home Journal and much, much more. Let's go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. With us this week. An exceptional guest, Jordan. Jordan, we've had a lot of great guests on the show. Sure. Uh, we had uh, celebrity author Nick Hornby recently. Right. He was a delight. Taught, taught us all about Chelsea football. Funny accent. Uh, delight. Uh, funny, very funny very, accent. Very funny accent. I mean, he could have been, you know, uh, CCH Pounder, South African actress CCH mm-hmm. Pounder. And this was a great accent. <laughs> Um, it, he could have been NPR uh, Africa correspondent Ophabia Quist Arcton with his funny accent. Um, but this is something I think even more exciting. What do you say? Don't you feel like this is one of the most exciting guests we've ever had on the program in history? <sighs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Paul Shear from uh, <laughs> Television's The Human Giant. You may have seen it on the Music Television Network. Yes. Uh, you might have enjoyed him on um, various t- other television programs where he offers his wit and wisdom on the subject of contemporary popular culture. Sometimes. Uh, Paul, welcome to Jordan Jesse. Thank Joe. you so much. Thank it you is, so much. It's a lot of fun to have you, Paul. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased to be here. Pleased as punch. <clears throat> I, I, is there an occasion for you coming in? Or are you promoting something specific or I are you just not. here to hang out? You know, uh, Jesse and I have been trying to do this for uh, a while. We've, been, we've, we've missed... Pass we keep numerous, cro- cro- numerous time in the crossing pass ships passing in the night. Sure, sure. I mean, I, 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 not that this is a legitimate place to promote anything. I, I shouldn't. No, I mean, give I, that illusion. I am also <laughs> here to talk about Benjamin Button, so I am trying right. to do a push, big Oscar push, se- yeah. Oscar yeah, push. Award season. Now we should be here, Jordan. I think it's important to note that uh, <laughs> Paul is Paul. While Paul is an actor mm-hmm. and an accomplished actor who's appeared in many films, sure. Um, Benjamin Button, I, I don't think, is one of the films that you've appeared in. No. And have you been contracted to uh, promote Benjamin Button? I'm trying to get the word out there on a very street level. Yeah. Grassroots, trying to get people to just find out about this. Get Ask questions. Like pass out stickers in front of, the, in front of shows and that kind of thing? You know, I, what I've been doing a lot is uh, I make these um, kind of lost and found... Uh, things that I put on like uh, uh, poles and stuff, like right. telephone poles. Sure. And uh, and I'll be like, you know, missing a button, you know, and, and people are like, oh, what's that? And they go pull it, and it's a website for Benjamin Button. And people go check it out, or I'll sit in a parking lot and I'll just talk about my friend Benjamin Button really loudly. Right. Get people talking, like, oh, who is he talking about? They'll go research it, they'll Google it. You know, it's and like, again, like some of the stuff that was happening for, for uh, The Dark Knight. Exactly. Like scavenger hunts. Exactly. But the only difference is. Um, the the studio has not contacted me to do any of this sort of stuff. This okay. is me doing a lot of freelance stuff, and I think at so the you've, end, you've seen the movie. Then you've seen like an advanced screening then, or of the Benjamin of the, Button. Um, no, I haven't seen. This is the thing though. Yeah. Um, I have not, and uh, but that's I think part of the thing because has, has anyone? 
Right. So if I go right. see the movie and I start promoting it, then I have inside knowledge about the movie. It's no. like you the, then you're it's sort of like you're like a media elite. Yeah, I don't like that. I want to be on the same level as the people I'm appealing to. Right now, people are what is that? I don't know what it is either. So now we're all in that journey together. Huh. Right. So what? Yeah. I mean, I guess if you haven't seen it, yeah. I, mean, I guess you could do this for any. Yeah. There's a number of movies out there making award pushes. Why? Why specifically? Benjamin I like Button? I like the people in it. I like the people yeah. in Benjamin Button. I mean, it's got a like uh, got Benjamin Button. He's in it, yeah. And then um, that other, yeah. There's a lot of good people in it. A lot of good people. A lot of good people. Have you, of... Have, you know, I as I understand it, and I don't know. May, you seem to have a lot of insight yeah. into this film. Sure. Uh, it's about sort of reverse aging. Have you what? looked? Have you looked it? at what? It's about uh, a guy who is, uh, I think, born as an old man and, and lives his life essentially. In... I thought. I'm sorry. Well, I thought it. Didn't, you look right. you look kind of offended. Yeah, well, no, I didn't know it was a. It's I, not about a button, a, a like a Pixar movie about a button. No, no, no. I, that's um. I, thought, I don't think there that is a movie. What you're describing. Well, it seems like I mean it's a curious case of Benjamin Button. Like you know, it's like um, Mr. McGorium's yeah. Wonder Emporium. Now that's a movie. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Actually, I think this is a. This is a. Kind of a it is a classic literary adaptation. A Faulkner short story, I think. Something yeah, like that. It's about not a, a Faulkner. Something. Gosh darn it's it! It's about a man. Well, D.H. Well, Lawrence or something like that. Not one well, of those. One I of those types. I thought it was a Pixar movie. I'm trying to get in good with Pixar. I want to do voices on Pixar movies. So I'm mm. trying to. So wow, this is really. Sucks. I don't know. I kind of. This um, really sucks now. I, I don't know. I feel a little I'm bit, messed up. Feel a little weird because, this, uh, but yeah, I really like this. I thought, who is BB T-shirt you made me? Thank you, uh, uh, and and I think it looks good. I Thanks. mean, you know, I mean, wh- what wouldn't I'm, that be a movie? Who, who wants to see that movie? Reverse aging. That sounds like a infomercial or about a cute button who goes on this event. It's I imagine I'm not it was a comfortable button. with this. What I thought, uh, we're here sitting here talking about it. this is my show. Yeah. You know, I'm the Jesse and Jordan Jesse go. Yeah. This is my platform that I've given you. Mm-hmm. I thought that you were promoting this movie out of a sincere interest in the content of the movie when actually, come to find out, look out, blindsided, ulterior motive, you're just looking for voice work. Well, what, uh, I mean... Hey, I, hey Paul, you know yeah. who would be funny what? to play the voice of the button? Who? Ted Danson. Amazing. Wouldn't it no, be amazing. funny if the button amazing. was played by Ted Danson? No, amazing. And then he yeah. had a little uh, a needle and thread friend, <laughs> and uh, I don't know, Chloe Sevigny, and she's it. like, what's going on, buddy? You know what? I, I think that would be fantastic. That and you get the really tailor. Funny. You get a tailor played by like a good a good actor, like a David Paymer. Let's bring back David Paymer yeah. in the world of voices. And a little Look. gravitas. Yeah. A Look. classically yeah. trained gravitas. Yeah. Look, I have two things. Two, How many listeners two, do you have? Just two things. How many listeners? Just two things. Number one, yes. if this was a movie, that, you know, pretty good. If this was a movie, I think I would make a good thimble. Number two, really, this is Let's bullshit. Hear Let's hear it. Put, uh, put, uh, <laughs> say, put my finger up your butt. <laughs> put your finger up my butt. Put it. You know, I'll I'll protect your your finger from. Uh, you put the needle through the thimble. I think. All right, we'll get back to you. Okay. Well, do you know you will be playing you know the felt. Gonna... That's the final word yeah. on that. Felt. Your felt. cast is felt. Oh, thank you. Is that a... You have one line. It's put your finger in my butt. I'm felt. Yeah. Don't worry about it. It's going to be classy. Do you need to try doing it? I thought you did. <laughs> do you want to do it? Do it again. Um, you felt. 
I, for, I forgot what. You, tell put, me the line again. Put your finger in my butt. Put your finger in my butt. I'm Phil. We have a lot of people out here to see today. We have a lot of people to talk to. Uh, hey, guys. Okay. No, don't yeah, ad lib. Please don't ad lib. That's why we get Robin Williams in here. The put your fingers. Perfect at, no, put your finger in my butt. <sighs> this is a perfect script. Put your finger in my... You know what? I don't, I don't even need it. I don't need it. I'm not interested. We got Johnny Depp to do it. Yeah. Are, are the script is by real? Alexander Payne, Jesse. Alexander Payne wrote this script. Yeah. Guess what? Don't fucking ad lib it up, Paul Rudd. Andy Kaufman isn't dead. He's been waiting to do this movie as a voice actor. And that was the big announcement. And now I had to spoil it because you just sank the show because you couldn't talk about the one line that you had. That's right, America. Andy Kaufman is coming back for this movie. Well, good luck with your button movie, assholes. Thank you. Thank you. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. And I'm Paul Shear. You, you can come, come up with a, up with a nickname, nickname if you want. I was going to, but then I felt too much pressure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's fine. Well, hold off for now. Okay. We don't want to pressure you. Okay. Look, you're, you're friends with Harold Ramis. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say junior Bible salesman. That was what it was in my head. Oh. Junior Bible salesman. I haven't quite made it up do to have s- my own route. Oh, okay. I was going to say, do you smoke, sell tiny Bibles? Ooh, maybe I do. I'm going to be that. I'm going to be that instead. A junior Bible salesman. Okay. Well, let's go for it. Let's do it. I'm on it. Let's, I, I enjoy <laughs> it. It's fun. Um, okay. So we had, these, we had a lot of action items last week, Jordan. After about two months of basically not having any action items at all, um, we had some really juicy action items and have had some fantastic uh, calls on them. One of them was, you may remember, Jordan, last year that, that we had this worst holiday uh, experience I do. action item mm-hmm. where uh, we asked our listeners, Paul, to, mm-hmm. to call in and share their worst uh, holiday experience um, that they can now laugh at. Because we, added, we had to add that a couple of weeks in. Like two weeks in, some people were calling us up with something really, really, really horrible and sad. That we couldn't play on the air and make fun of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so we had to clarify that you can laugh at now. Yeah, that's always that. That's always a, a a good thing. You know, someone got abandoned on a stoop when they were four on Christmas Day or something. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Like ooh. Okay, so um, uh, we got a couple of worst holiday stories, starting with uh, our friend. He may have changed his name on the forum, Jordan, but I will forever know him as Weird Al Lover. Hey, JJ Doe. This is John from St. Cloud. Uh, kind of got a, a uh, holiday memory here. Um, it's this uh, last holiday that we experienced, Thanksgiving. And this is something I was embarrassed about at the time, but now I can laugh about it. Um, I was at my grandparents' house, and upon my grandfather realizing I have a girlfriend, decided to pull out of his desk without much trouble at all a packet of Horizon Prime condoms that appear to be from the 1970s. Jordan and Jesse. He just pulled, whipped out some condoms. Horizon Prime condoms. Yeah, Horizon that Prime. That was, wow. the, that was the brand. Grandpa yeah. did not hesitate. That's the best part. I did love it. Did not hesitate. Went to the desk, which is where he keeps his condoms. Which is also uh, indicative of yeah. his business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that also makes me think like, 
what's his sexual experiences like if he has to keep him in the, in the desk? Yeah. <laughs> bent a lot of people over that desk. <laughs> oh, He's, my goodness. He fucks a lot of accountants. You know, <laughs> I think most of the best holiday stories involve grandpas, uh, which is also why I liked this other one. Jordan and Jesse, prank that was pulled on me. I was about seven years old. Uh, my stepfather goes out to get the mail, comes back with a package. Oh, there's a package for you. Uh, the return address uh, said the White House, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. I uh, was dumbfounded. I cracked it open. Inside was a petrified hot dog. And my stepfather laughing until he almost wet his pants. Oh, it was his stepfather. I always heard it originally. Was the hot dog so scared? A petrified hot dog? Or yeah, he was a very fearful <laughs> hot dog. Ah, why are you opening me? <laughs> are you going to eat me? <laughs> Wait, uh, uh, is that like a... Like, I, I, like I would imagine it looks like a stalagmite or a stalactite. Like, yeah. is, is that how you imagine it would look, Paul? I mean, that's the only way that I mean, like a petrified forest. You is... can really only understand things in the context of spelunking, is what you're trying to <laughs> well, say. Well, basically, that's my background. That's what <laughs> right. I know. And if you guys ever took Ball, me up on my offer to go to Howard Cabin, imagine you have a carabiner. Okay, yes. <laughs> <laughs> now I got you. <laughs> Um, a petrified hot dog. Yeah, he sent him a present from the hot from from the White House, and it was just a hot dog in a box. <laughs> Seems like a real complicated joke. Yeah, I don't, I even, don't even know it. what it means. That's my favorite part about the whole thing. <laughs> That's an odd an odd stepfather. That is not making friends. I like that one. <laughs> yeah, I like that one because it ties together the pranks and uh, and the holidays to get a. What a was gift the holiday aspect of that? Oh, it was oh, a, it was gift, a from, gift. I think it was a gift. I think it was a Christmas it was supposed I'm, to be a Christmas gift from the White House. But I'm still unsure about what the prank was yeah. <laughs> exactly the prank is conf- momentary confusion followed by frustration i don't know like um sometimes people make a mistake on the holidays make a decision that isn't their best uh this caller made a very poor decision in in that regard but he learned a lesson from it i think hey jordan jesse go uh this is steve from dallas with uh, worst holiday ever um thanksgiving 1995, I decided to go on a classic bender and uh, proceeded to drink two entire bottles of whiskey. Um, When I woke up, I was in Los Angeles. I live in Dallas, and uh, I woke up, I was in Los Angeles, um, next to a burning tree. And the uh, police were kind enough to take me to jail, um, where I could not remember various details of my persona. Um, so they put me in the psych ward, and on um, Thanksgiving Day, I uh, was sharing a cell with three uh, corpulent gentlemen who um, asked me what I was in for. And I said, well, um, I'm not exactly sure, but uh, what are you guys in for? And the first guy looked me in the eye, and he said, murder. Second guy said, murder. And the third guy looked at me and said, I'm on drugs. So <laughs> I was... Um, I was expecting it to go really bad, right? But they were the nicest guys. Like on Thanksgiving Day, we all like sat around and talked about what our favorite foods were and everything. And like, um, you know, we just kind of hung out. So uh, long story short, I got out uh, shortly after that. And I really appreciate uh, Thanksgiving. And I don't uh, pass judgment on murderers. So take it easy. Bye. There you go. He doesn't pass judgment no. on murderers. I'll tell you, you know, just because somebody has murdered doesn't mean they've got something wrong with that. I will tell you, a lot of it has to do about specifics, murdering, sure. right? And then, and then, secondly, 
uh, if you get that one out of you, that may be it. That may <laughs> yeah. be what yeah. has been blocking you up. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's like sometimes it's like if you, like, let's say you take a troubled youth. Mm-hmm. You take them on an outward bound. They complete a ropes course. Yeah. Once they've completed that ropes course, they realize they can, they can identify a challenge, uh, plan yes. for the challenge, execute, yes. so to speak, and then uh, they know that they can, they can meet their dreams. So in this case, the execution was you know, probably more literal. But everything else remains the same. So you're really, these people just were just learning to realize their dreams. You know, and uh, yeah, I think, first of all, I thank you for using ropes course because that is close to spelunking and I, right. I understood that. <laughs> yeah. It involves a harness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also want to just Paul, put let, me, let yeah. me ask you a quick question. Mm-hmm. Am I on belay? <laughs> yeah, you're on belay. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I was going to say. Um, there is a, Did you important... have a, a bidet joke you were going to make. <laughs> I was trying to trying to cook one up, but it didn't happen. There, there is one important lesson there, which is if you are ever in prison and someone asks you what you're in prison for, just say murder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know why? Why set yourself right, up murder. for? Yeah, murder. Murder is always the answer. I guess I don't. Yeah, is there? I guess the only concern would be that. Maybe a murderer would have a murderer would have some sort of thing where they want to murder another murderer, like know. as a like because that's the ultimate murder. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> or like just the, like oh, maybe they don't want more than one murderer. Like they want to be the only one in the thing. Kind of like Dexter. Yes, Dexter likes to. He's a murderer who murders murderers. Yeah, from what right. I understand. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, I think that's probably probably a good strategy. We're so talking about the book Dexter, right? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> so what you're saying, Jordan, is that, is that you think they would be sort of... That, that in itself could be perceived as a challenge. You, right, yeah, so exactly. Really, yes, yes. So really, ultimately, what you sh- the real thing that you should be careful not to say is, I'm an unmurderable murderer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't want to sit the bar like that. I'm the yeah. world's greatest murderer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, okay, well, uh, I one more holiday-related item. Of course, if you have a horrible holiday story, 206-984-4FUN is the number to call. 206-984-4FUN. We yeah, have... I'd also actually just like to hear from this guy how he got to L.A. Like, what, <laughs> yeah. like, bu- Well, bus? because there, there is a point where he would have had to have stopped drinking if it was right. via flying, definitely. Was probably it, right. Wasn't there a time that big-time Gene O'Neill's uh, uncle called him, called his family reunion to say that he was in jail in Mexico and he wasn't sure how he got there from Chicago. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it's like you have to be drunk enough not to remember, but sober enough to arrange travel. Yeah, and that's the that's the tricky it's part. The sweet, <laughs> what we call the sweet spot. <laughs> <laughs> in spelunking, it's like a really great cave you find. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, With the crystal bats. Ooh, well, crystal bats are very rare. Um, <laughs> the the po- There is a positive side to the holidays, though. Uh, that is uh, holiday cookies and specifically our holiday contest. Now, Paul, for your mm-hmm. information, here's what's been going on in the holiday contest. I've challenged people to capture the spirit of the holidays in a, okay. document- in a documentable uh, act, okay. uh, uh, act of creation, particularly, mm-hmm. uh, creativity. Um, Jeremy and Meredith, uh, they live, uh, I believe, in, in Nevada City, California. Uh, apparently... They uh, they have baked fifty dozen cookies. Fifty dozen. Yes, that's six hundred cookies, Paul. Yikes! 
Um, and not only did they send us a bag of cookies, which we will consume as soon as this segment is over, um, but it contained numerous cookies, which I was not even aware were a kind of cookie. For example, uh, a cookie that's like a peppermint spiral. It's like a, a starlight mint in cookie form. Ooh. How do you like that? Try that, that on for size, huh? I don't love a minty sweet. Okay, how I about... I mean, it sounds fucking amazing, and thank you for sending them, but I don't want to eat it. Now, here's the thing. I'd try a bite of it and probably put it in a napkin and then toss it. Here's the thing, you guys. If that's all that they did, that would be remarkable. And just so you know, Paul, I'm giving out $100 as I see fit through wow. the course of this. Uh, Multiple $100? No, just $100 okay. that I'm parceling out okay. uh, as I see fit. So gotcha. we gave $15 to the guy who had family apple butter day with apple butter t-shirts. Okay. And everyone in the family gather around a cauldron to make apple butter of uh, starting at 4 o'clock in the morning. Wow. Um, and they, Only and 15. He, and he sent us some of the... Well, look, some crazy shit is going down. Okay. Like, I am... I'm looking at the... Uh, I have loaded up the uh, Maximum Fun blog right here, and I'm going to turn the monitor your way, All guys. Right. Check out this fucking amazing wow. cookie-baking movie that Whoa. Jeremy and Meredith made of the cookies. Are these the cookies that... These cookies that we're seeing on screen, are They're these the, the ones, ones we're that getting? we're going to be consuming wow. in only moments. Shit, man. So I gave them... The highest that is award impressive. in the history <laughs> of the holiday the contest, $20 American. I had my bank uh, send them a check. Wow. Boom. Like Look that. Look at this. This is an amazing uh, video. Yeah, right. This is, like, this, is like, uh, this is like a Sesame Street caliber. It's yeah. like, truly spectacular. Check out, check out how shit works kind of video. Yeah, it's, this is uh, some sort of... It's truly spectacular. I said to them, you know, great cookies, but why, why haven't you posted anything about it on the message board? Um, and then guess what they did promptly thereafter? They post this fucking amazing video. So that's th amazing. There's a link to it. There's a link to it there. Um, I'm also going to something that I was impressed by, but uh, uh, slightly less impressed by uh, was uh, a guy on the board named Zach. Um, he made liqueurs uh, by taking uh, this budget brand vodka and infusing it with various uh, concoctions of uh, herbs and spices. And he did a great job. He took pictures all along the way. So here he is. Uh, we're looking at the message board. We can see him uh, the using a, a mortar and pestle on some caraway seeds. Mm -hmm. um, we can see him here. I mean, this is really... This a, is like Oprah stuff right he, here. He's yeah. got some rose petals. Maybe Boozier, some rose petals, something. Oprah. Yeah. Um, so and he also wore his uh, Sound of Young America t-shirt while he did it for the purposes of documentation. So uh, I, I'm, giving, I'm issuing $10 to Zach. Zach, email me your... Um, uh, email me your your mailing address, your proper mailing address. We'll cut you a check. I'm cutting checks, Jordan. Wow, I love it. I am cutting checks from my. They come directly from my bank, so you get that check in the mail. But now I will ask you, and okay. this is nothing against the, this gentleman who looks right. like a, a fine man. Yeah. But if I see that man walking down the street with his jugs of liquor, yeah, uh, I'm not gonna want to have a sip. Because <laughs> yeah. look at that fair. bottom. Look at that bottom jug. Go, go down to the bottom. And okay. Then you'll I'm see, scrolling down to the bottom here. You'll see those two jugs uh, that are just there on the floor. Right. I yeah. don't know if I want to drink out of that. Yeah, they're well. They they. He's gonna jugs. strain them. I think. Okay. Number one, he strained them, and number two, if it's me, I feel comforted by the fact that he's documented the whole thing so thoroughly. That's true. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, there there's, a, be... there's a step you don't see where he's yeah. adding the poison. 
That's he just, exactly how he, poison people the think. Brilliant. <laughs> I'm the just going to leave out that picture. I'm going to take the picture. Yeah, I'm no, not going to post it to my Flickr has set. that picture. Anyway, yeah. there, there's still, uh, there's still uh, $55 left in the pot for something that's going to totally blow me away. And remember, I've made some deductions here. Some of these things feel like something they might have been doing anyway. Uh, right. The really big bonuses are coming for people who are doing something that's obviously exclusively... They have taken the challenge and decided to step it up. I'll tell you the thing that I'm interested in with... This is nothing about making things, but the thing that I'm obsessed with in the holiday season mm-hmm. is any Hulk-related uh, merchandise. <laughs> okay. And, um, and I have two... Like things. the Hulk basher hands? Is that what you're no, talking about? No, no, no. Hulk in the spirit of Christmas. And okay. uh, right now I have a stocking... <laughs> hanging on my door, and it's Hulk bursting out of the stocking. It's a 3D stocking. Wow. He's bursting out, and in his hands, he's holding candy canes, <laughs> which I love. I love that, and that's a pretty that's a pretty good one, you know, because he'd have to be gentle with the because those sure. candy canes would break. And, uh, and then there's the other one, which is uh, a tree ornament that I have, which is Hulk breaking out of a wall wearing a Santa hat. <laughs> So I love that for some he's reason. He's still mindlessly destroying things, but he he's, he loves Christmas. Yeah, he really <laughs> loves Christmas. Any any incongruous like uh, Hulk Christmas stuff is amazing. And, uh, I also have a Spider Man delivering presents. Yeah, that's, I mean that's less cra- that's something that Spidey would do. I feel like that's Peter Parker running late to a party. Sure, I have no problem with that. But Hulk, I have problem. I love it. I, I have issue. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Uh, you know, sometimes Hulk give. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. And Paul Shear. Uh, Jordan. There was a discussion on the message board recently, mm-hmm. the Maximum Fun Board. The subject was, we're not doing our recurring segments enough. I thought, the, uh, I thought you were going to reference um, where to get great Black Friday holly, uh, shopping deals. Oh, that's true. There was, there a, was a good thread on the message board. There was a good that. one. And the Cyber Monday. There was <laughs> Cyber also a Monday nice was Cyber what Monday I was thread. To, yeah, yeah it, it was a disappointment. I, I found up, Cyber Monday to be a disappointment. I Left. woke up at 4 o'clock in the morning and sat by my computer Waiting, waiting for it to for, open. Waiting for my computer to open. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tell me about it. So anyway, I here's the thing, Jordan. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Just because they're outside the palace protesting doesn't mean I'm gonna do what they say. You see what I'm saying here, Jordan? Just because right. they want more recurring segments. This is not on a democracy. Show. No, this is a. This is. A, I would say this is a theocracy, <laughs> and we are the gods. Yeah. Um, so, however... God presidents. It God did, hyphen presidents. It did remind me that I missed our friend Jim. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, without further ado, uh, Jordan, there are many difficult conundra in our lives. Um, situations where we don't know exactly what to do. Situations where we must take careful consideration of the choices before us. Uh, and select a choice, and then we can only hope that we made the correct selection. The colloquial fork in the road, I think you're describing. Exactly. Now, luckily for us, there is one man in this world who not only knows the questions, but also knows the answers. 
that man is Jim Rayow, the master of Would You Rather. Now, Paul, you've never played Would You Rather with us before. No, I have not. Um, so I'm going to give you just sort of a, a quick overview of what's going to happen. Okay. Jim will present us with two options. They may be uh, intrinsically related. They may be uh, unrelated. Each of us will discuss the relevant considerations and make a selection. We'll choose what we think is the best path given those two options. Do we have to agree as a group? Or individuals. Each, each of us can make our own selection, and if you have any questions mm -hmm. about uh, various ramifications, uh, iterations, etc., uh, etc., et you can ask Jim Rayal, the master of Would You Rather. He's ha more than happy to provide clarifications So for he's you. researched the two options. Much can... more, it's more just an instinctual thing. All right. Yeah. I'm and, ready. And I, I've played this game... But not to such serious, so like a right, degree. Exactly. Yeah, so this but, is daunting. And the the really special thing, as opposed to just playing something like this at home, right? Um, is it because Jim is the master of Would You Rather? Once we've all uh, cast our lot, um, Jim will let us know who was correct and who was incorrect. Perfect. Um, Jim, uh, uh, first of all, welcome back to Jordan Jesse Go. It's great to have you on the show again. Thanks, Jesse. It's, it's great to be back, and I, I always love your, your very thorough, uh, robust intros. <laughs> <laughs> it's all I do on the show, Jim. It's just my whole, my whole role is expository. Um, uh, Jim, what's this week's Would You Rather? You guys ready? I'm ready. I'm okay. ready. Would you rather be the world's number one most loved dad or mom? Right. Or, in our case, me? it would be dad. Most yeah. loved parent. Exactly. Right. Uh, be the world's number one most loved parent. So I, let's say if you got one of those mugs, it would l be a literal statement of fact. Or T-shirt. Right. Or bumper yes. sticker. Right. Or visit the real Jurassic Park. <laughs> Holy wow. moly. Holy wow. mackerel. That's okay. a tough one. I think, I think, I mean, I think, let's, let's just, let's just get down to the brass tacks, right. shall okay. we? Uh is this a successful visit to Jurassic Park, or is this a calamitous visit to Jurassic Park, as they sometimes are? This is a no-guarantees oh. uh, visit to Jurassic Park. Let, let, me, let me throw something out at you. Um, one, would, one would think, in a world where Jurassic Park and this successful dad live, <laughs> that if you were that successful at being a dad, you might get an invitation to come to Jurassic Park. No, 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 no. These, these are these are two two separate worlds. Okay, you can you can only choose one or the other. All right, so these are two different. Yeah, two but, but I mean the children right. the children yeah. of the world's greatest dad. If they want to go to Jurassic Park, he finds a way. Right. Even Just through like, time and space. Sure. Right. <laughs> yeah. Even through some sort of portal. But I I will believe that yeah. these are two separate universes. Yeah. All right, that's as important. Because there is no real Jurassic Park unless Jim makes it happen. I think okay. it's ultimately what we're looking. It's a fic it's a movie. Is Richard Attenborough at that Jurassic Park playing his character from the movie? No, this is this is not the movie. This is so this is just so when you say this is not the movie, so this isn't also additionally a chance to meet say uh Newman from Seinfeld right. or uh, Laura, Jeff the lovely Jackson. the lovely Laura Dern. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, no, it's not. You're you're going to to meet actual scientists mm. and dinosaurs. I'm I'm already <laughs> saying right now the deal has been kind of that upsets me. 
When yeah. I think of Jurassic Park, I want to see the, Those the logos. Like, I, you know, I, I want to see all the stuff that I've seen from the movie. Now, is this a, like uh, in the movie, if I'm not mistaken, and you guys can correct my memory, in, in the movie and books, I don't think Jurassic Park ever quite gets off the ground. It's never been open to the public. Right. Um, I think until the third movie or something. Okay, so... I watched. I rewatched the third yeah. movie recently. They just kind of go to the remnants of the failed Perfect. Jurassic Park. Okay. And look for a lost boy. So, Jim, when we get to... Uh, uh, they should go to Never Never Land if they're looking for a lost boy. Hey! Um, when we get to the real Jurassic Park... Uh, is it fully? Is it is it welcoming visitors, or are we visiting something as Jordan described, okay. uh, like in like in Jurassic Park three, uh, where it's just uh, you know it's a, just a regular jungle but with raptors? No, it's 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 not like it's not like in the movie where where you're going to this theme park that's in its infantile stage and they're and they're you know just getting the electric fences to work. Uh, this is this is uh, operational. But it's 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 still not really known to the to the masses. Uh, so it's it's not it's not common knowledge that this exists. It it it, it may not be. Um, but it's it's uh, I would say that that there'd be, uh, you know, you you wouldn't have to be concerned about you know the you know the the, the basic security. But it's it's still um, it's not you know it's it, it's not like a regular. Th- theme park where you know everything is is you know I, a, a well-oiled machine i have again. a question how many people have died at this park <laughs> <laughs> um if any no no uh no visitors oh so we are still the first visitors but security is at uh see but that's the same problem with the original jurassic park yeah they thought security was at an all-time spared high. no expense yeah <laughs> i think was uh that's what they were. They were promised. Let me. I, let's. I want to look a little bit at this dad scenario. Here, here's my question about sure. world's greatest dad. Uh, am I married? Because I don't think I'm ready to settle down. But if I could be the world's greatest single dad, there's a lot of that could lead. That could lead. Fuck, that Jordan. could. Uh, that could lead to a lot of pussy. <laughs> yeah. It, you. Uh, there's. Just get there's, interviewed there's on Ellen DeGeneres. The, take my pick of the audience. There, there's nothing in this <laughs> about being married or single, Jordan. Okay. Okay, okay so you are so, just... So they're both very possible options. You are an amazing dad. Does that mean that you have limitless money like the father on Silver Spoons? No, no. That 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 does not equal good dad, having a lot of money. Yeah, Paul. Get All your right. fucking... Well, that dad was a very good dad. I just want to see what kind of father... So you are a you middle class dad. You know what we just dad. learned? We just learned that Paul has some seriously fucked up values. <laughs> yeah. Paul is prioritizing uh, Let a me... train that you can ride on yes. top of like a horse. Yes. Uh over, say, playing catch with the old man. I guarantee you that kid with the train will grow up with much better memories than some stupid <laughs> balls and a leather mitt. Go back to the Depression. That's where we had balls and leather mitts. Come on. I want trains and video games and a kitchen that looked like a haunted house. <laughs> In my opinion, the only thing a dad should provide for his child is a hoop and a stick. <laughs> Maybe some tiddly winks. <laughs> A um, bit of gingham after dinner. So what? I guess I'm. So you're the world's greatest dad, which means that all you have ultimately is the knowledge, knowing that whenever you see a father, you have bested him. No, there's, there's, <laughs> there's, there's more to it. You have a little upper hand. <laughs> what? What is more to it? Tell me what. What is more to it? Okay. Well, there's there's the there is 
there's the basic things like like having having the the uh, uh, the most love and adoration from your your children and and family, uh, but it's it's also as as judged by sort of a international committee uh, uh, that 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 makes this this decision. Uh, you're so so you're you are recognized an international as, as, committee as the, as, the, as the number one dad. So world's best dad. So Des, the, the, Archbishop Desmond Tutu, I think, is on that committee. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ariel Sharon, <laughs> not a good dad. <laughs> um, yeah, but, but I, I think that would get confusing because the U.S. standards of a good dad are one thing, but you know, mm-hmm. the Dominican Republic has totally different standards for what yeah. makes a good dad. Well, there's so it's it's. I don't want the Pope weighing in on how I should parent, sure. but if this is this international committee, you know. Well, yeah, you're gonna have a guy from you know, say Georgia. Telling you, you know, that you're not a good dad because maybe you don't stand on lines enough. I don't know what happens in Georgia. Sure. I assume that there's lines. There's a lot more shellfish. <laughs> exactly. In the dadding, the parenting. Um, okay. Okay. I, I, again, I think I'm ready. Oh, really? That's I, fast. I, I, I think I am ready as well. Wow, okay. Okay. Uh, uh, let's, let's ask our guest first. Paul, uh, what's your choice and why? Well, at first, I was not excited about this Jurassic Park option <laughs> at all. But then the more I heard about the dad, the more I felt like it was just something that was just a title thrown right. upon someone. And that's why... Purely the, ceremonial. Exactly. That's why there's a per, uh, proliferation of these mugs and t-shirts. So I'm going to pick the life-changing adventure of Jurassic Park. Granted, it doesn't have the iconography, uh, the like the the cool things that I want from the movie, but I'm going to see the dinosaurs. Oh, do you uh, now? Do, have you thought about what you're going to bring to Jurassic Park, for example? Yes, I have. Dinosaur gun. I'm going to bring. I'm going to bring a flashlight, right? A dinosaur gun and a cup of water, so I can put that down at any point and <laughs> yeah. just make sure that there's no tyrannosaurus. AKA dinosaur detective. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You don't need no fancy dino GPS. <laughs> Just put a simple cup of water down. Yeah, okay. And I might uh, ask my friend Vince Vaughn to come and accompany me because he has uh, traversed at least in the film world. Right. Maybe okay. he would hang out with me if I asked him. Fair enough. And he's he's big. He's bigger than a dinosaur. He's a tall dude. A big giant dude. Might be descendant of a velociraptor. <laughs> Jordan, what do you think? A uh, velociraptor is lean and swift. I know Vince well, I, Vaughn I, is but poofy. I, well, I think you what know, happens is, is like he has become... You guys are just talking about dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> I think the evidence that Vince Vaughn isn't a velociraptor is he works poorly in groups. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, he has a hard time opening doors <laughs> with his fat sausage fist. Uh, okay, um, yeah. No, wait, wait, who, wait, wait, who is in Four Christmases? That's a velociraptor in Reese Witherspoon, right? <laughs> yeah. Or is that Vince Vaughn? I it's actually the... two velociraptors. <laughs> See, that's two, yeah, that's who plays Vince Vaughn, two Velociraptors working in tandem. <laughs> the that's why they're bulky. That's why he's bulky and weird. That's why he has two tails as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, uh, yeah, my my boyish love of dinosaurs wins out. I mean, as much as like as much as much being a successful parent is like a goal of mine, uh, yeah, I'm going to say I'm going to say Jurassic Park, especially if there's a hadrosaur petting zoo area where I could pet what's a, a hadrosaur. What's a hadrosaur? Oh, hadrosaur uh, they're like a they're kind of a plant eating uh, dinosaur who is on land and then can also kind of go in the water for various hey, Jesse, tasks. Do yourself a favor. 
go over to Universal Studios and ride the Jurassic Park ride because you'll go to Hadrosaur Cove mm -hmm. and you'll get to see them bathing. But every time <laughs> I've gone there, the ride has malfunctioned in a terrible way. And yeah. I, I, I don't even want to get into it, but I've never gotten to see the full ride. I hope one day to see the full ride. Right. <laughs> Um, well, guys, I hate to be the lone voice of dissent here. I mean, maybe maybe ultimately what this is about is I just have a greater capacity for love than you guys do. I'm a little <laughs> bit more mature than you guys are. I right. Ultimately, maybe it's just about what we were talking about earlier, which is uh, having really strong values. Let me say one thing to you before you sure. lock in your decision, because I feel like sure. I know where you're leaning. Who's the cooler dad? The dad who went to Jurassic Park or the dad who didn't go to Jurassic Park? <laughs> yeah. So think about that. We would best you. When we have kids, to be like, we went to Jurassic Park. Sure, he's internationally recognized as the world's greatest dad. <laughs> but we had an adventure of a lifetime. No, because... But they've had, felt the rough tongue of the hadrosaur on their cheek. <laughs> we reached into Triceratops poo and, and checked it out and made sure it was healthy. Well, you checked the poo to make sure it was healthy? That's what they did in the first Jurassic Park. Yeah. I don't remember that. Miss <laughs> Laura Dern and her I saw the, <laughs> rubber I saw, glove. I saw the first Jurassic Park at the New Mission Theater in San Francisco on, on Mission Street. is a Spanish-language theater. Um, <laughs> but it was the only movie theater in my neighborhood. It was playing Jurassic Park. I wanted to see Jurassic yeah. Park. I was about 10 or 11. I'd read the book and really liked it when I was you know, 9 or whatever it right. was, however old I was. Went to see it in Spanish. They used an amazing sound uh, technique that I've I have yet to hear equaled, which is um, they had the same speakers that had been in the theater since the '60s, um, but they turned them up uh, much higher than they should have been. Uh. So uh, Jurassic Park in Spanish, uh, it turns out, it was with subtitles. It was sure. in English with subtitles. Just kind of sounds like this. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Um, hey, don't make fun of Miss Laura Dern. Um, <laughs> She's classically trained, Jesse. Um, so anyway, I guess my experience with my dog, Coco, um, who, I, uh, who I love very much, um, and just that great feeling of, of having someone that uh, really loves you and looks up to you and respects you. I mean, I think Coco respects me. Mm -hmm. um, a hadrosaur looks up to you when you're feeding it a handful of seaweed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is that, like, really, I, I can't think of a better thing in the world to be than uh, the world's number one dad. I really love dads and uh, doing dad stuff. And I really, you know, recently I went home for the holidays, spent some time with my dad and, and my father-in-law, both of whom are um, uh, really amazing dads, especially my, my father-in-law is just unbelievable dad. Um, and, uh, it made me, it really inspired me to grow up to be a great dad. So, uh, I, I'm choosing world's best dad, but ultimately, you know, it's not my decision. So, uh, Jim Rayal, the master of would you rather, who was correct and who was incorrect? Well, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a little bit, uh, disappointed at, at how, uh, easily, uh, Jordan and Paul were, were were uh, were lured by by the by the by the pan flute playing dinosaurs, <laughs> uh, but yeah the uh, the uh, the correct response is Jesse's uh, uh, world's number one most loved dad. It would uh, it would be selfish and uh, downright dangerous to uh, put, <laughs> to put dinosaurs in front of the happiness of your family. Yeah. All right. 
Sorry, gentlemen. It looks like I am the champion. And you know why I won? Because of my high-quality values. <laughs> well, that's relative, Jesse. Yeah. Why don't you guys go back to San Francisco and marry some queers? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, Jim, as always, it was such a joy and a pleasure uh, to have you on Jordan Jesse Go. We'll talk to you next time, huh, buddy? Thanks, guys. See you later. See ya. Jim Rayal, the master of Would You Rather. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. And Paul Shear, junior Bible salesman. Paul, you're a fun guy. I, I, I think everyone I like agrees. Thank Jordan, you. would you agree with that? Yeah, sure. I All agree right. with it, so everyone agrees. Well, it's a party when Paul's around. Yeah. Um, are, are you the kind of guy... <laughs> He's who... like the Hulk of guys. <laughs> <laughs> Always carrying candy canes. Mm-hmm. Might have to get out of the stocking. <laughs> <laughs> who do you think... He put... also doesn't come... He doesn't come out of the top of the stocking. He He's comes out of the center. <laughs> so as if someone had shoved him into a stocking. <laughs> <laughs> who do you think... <laughs> Who do you think put him into the stock? I don't know, but someone would have to be very powerful to, to make Magneto? him fit. Yeah. You think it was Magneto? <laughs> I think it Ant Man. Ant Man put yeah. him in the stock. <laughs> Mr. Mitzo Pitalik. <laughs> Is that who put him in there? Oh, say his name three times. Uh, um, Hawkman. Um, so That's from the DC universe, Jesse. Yeah, come on. Hawkman and Hulk don't exist in the same universe. Get with it, Jordan. I want to. Uh, I want to point out. You know, last week on the show we had this. Jordan. Uh, Jordan was wrong because you claimed that Dinah was uh, Wonder Woman's alter ego, her real life alter ego yeah. on the no, island no, you're of right. the Amazon. You're right. I am no. Uh... You were absolutely incorrect, and not only were you incorrect, but a thousand new comic book nerds call in, <laughs> called in to let us know that Dinah is actually the alter ego of uh, the Black, Black Canary, Canary which I don't even know what the Black Canary is. Uh, she's a, a superhero from the DC Universe whose power is loud yelling. Loud yelling? And uh, fishnet <laughs> tights as well. Fishnet tights is a power? Mm-hmm. I know a couple of those superheroes <laughs> in my neighborhood. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And ladies, holla. Holla. What up? Okay, so the reason I was asking if you were a fun guy, Paul, yes. is... <laughs> what are we doing? You weren't about? asking. You, you had made the... I asserted that you, you were a fun that, guy. Yes. Because we, we ta- last week we talked on the show a little bit about pranks. We talked mm-hmm. about um, uh, uh, pranks that we had experienced and. There's something uh, there's something mystical about the prank. I, I, I especially like the unexplained prank in particular. Like, like, good old talking, petrified hot dog. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hot dog from the president. <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> there's there's a certain kind of talking about pranks, which is talking about a prank that you pulled that's generally annoying. Uh, so we asked people to call in with pranks <laughs> that uh, had been pulled on them mm. and they still were amused by. Um, so let's let's start with this one. I like this one because it it has that same sense <laughs> of m- m- magical amazement, um, and it's also almost a perfect conceptual prank. It's perfect in its uh, both banality and in the fact that it, it costs someone a fair amount of money. Um, That's let, all. The it. best pranks are with that. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, go. Um, this is about the action item about pranks that have been played on you. Um, I, like Jesse, don't know exactly who played this prank on me, although because both of my brothers have uh, blamed the other, I think it was a joint effort on their part. Um, a little bit of background is that 
in my family and among my friends. I'm not known as a very domestic or crafty person. I can cook, but I don't really like to cook. You know, they kind of joke about how I would live like a bachelor, and I kind of do. Um, so this happened about five years ago after I graduated from college and moved out on my own. And I was in my own apartment for a couple of months, and I started receiving uh, the ladies' home journal. And I was really confused about that because I did not subscribe to it. And, you know, I received it for three years after that. And in the course of those three years, I moved <laughs> twice. And each time I moved, uh, the address <laughs> changed, and I kept receiving the um, And everybody I told about that was like, that is such a brilliant prank. I wish I'd thought of it. So, um, and then both my brothers said, oh, I heard the other did it. I like the thing that, look, it's one thing to send someone who's not handy around the house uh, a subscription to the Ladies Home Journal. It's another thing for it to be a three-year yes. subscription. Multiple addresses. And it's a third thing to send in address change cards on their behalf. Mm. Like, you have to, uh, you probably, really? what you have to do, you probably go to the dentist's office, find a Ladies Home Journal, pull out the address change card. So great! That's oh. genius. It's, it's and to, yeah, you like you, just the the kind of lazy version of that prank is just to buy one at the drugstore and like leave it you right know, on a person's coffee table or something. But oh, yeah, yeah, that this this is a genius three, prank. Paperwork involved. Three year subscription to the Ladies Home Journal. She probably got to know what parts of the Ladies Home Journal were her favorite parts. Yeah, is, right. Yeah, yeah. I'd actually I'd, I would like to hear a follow up call to that. Did you get anything from subscribing to the Ladies Home Journal? You, Are you, you you imagine the first one you looked at? The second one, you're like, this is annoying. The third one, annoying. But after year two, you're like, well, we'll look at it again. <laughs> it hasn't come yet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this next one is, again, it, it has that magical element in it. It has something, a little something extra that takes it from pedestrian to uh, wonderment. It's a sort of a classic high school prank, uh, kick to the next level. Uh, let's hear it. Jordan, Jesse, go. The greatest prank I've ever been the observer of is one on the last day of high school. One of my very good friends um, went to the farm of one of his friends and got three pigs. He painted the numbers one, two, and four on the pigs and then let them go in the school running wild. And everyone was looking for pig number three, but of course it didn't exist. Oh my god. That's, good. That's, That's amazing. Good. That's a they, great prank. They grab one, two, and four right away. That's because they great. got a pig wrestler on hand. Oh. I like that prank. Do you think he lost his pigs? Do you think they confiscated the pigs? Do you think they kept them and they moved him to the principal's closet? I, I, I feel like uh, I hope that principal uh did that and then started a whole nother class with pig farming. That'd be yeah. great. Yeah, it's incorporated them into the curriculum. Yeah. And and he also incorporated the bunch of playboys he confiscated. <laughs> In the biology class, yeah. ba boom. I, I had a prank one time that I don't know what the payoff was more than my enjoyment of it, which was <laughs> um, I had, had to go to a Target early in the morning. And when I was there, I walked down the birthday aisle. I was like, oh, this is really funny. I'm going to buy all this birthday stuff. And I know I'm going to beat uh, Rob Hubel, who I, I did a human giant with. I know I'm going to beat him to the office. So I, I beat him to this the office. This was your human giant office. This is our human giant office, okay. which Rob and I shared. And uh, I 
plastered our office with birthday stuff mm -hmm. just all over the place. Like, happy birthday banners and balloons. <laughs> and so he came in, and it was this really awkward moment as if I had just thought today was his birthday. And I had <laughs> done had this to... little plan, and it was like kind of playing along with it. <laughs> Oh, he was like faking that it was his, his he's birthday. Like, oh, but I can't believe you remembered. And then, and then I revealed that it, I didn't. I knew it wasn't his birthday, but I just wanted to put it up. And then the whole day, people would come in like, "Whose birthday is it?" Uh, no one's. <laughs> but I just enjoy. I enjoy just having it. Just buying too much birthday stuff and just having it up it's all probably year a little round. Expensive. That birthday shit's a little expensive too. Was this like a two hundred dollar? It was. It was about a fifty five dollar prank. Okay, because the target That's is reasonable. Good. Yeah. And uh, and but it's great to leave birthday stuff up all year round because as new people come into your office, they assume they walked into some, yeah, yeah. <laughs> some sort of birthday party. <laughs> that always keeps it festive. Uh, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse, Go, I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Paul Shear, junior Bible salesman. Um, Paul, have you ever had any experience with media mogul Ted Turner? I want to get a fresh take on this. I have never met the man. Right. I was a fan of when he colorized some movies, made uh -huh. it more interesting to me. Uh -huh. uh, I enjoy his uh, numerous networks. Sure. And I have been to Atlanta. You've always loved the tomahawk chop. Oh, love it. I think it's not offensive at all. No, not even. <laughs> and I am a huge uh, fan of uh, of uh, Jane Fonda, but no longer a fan of her. Right. You were. While yes. they were married. Your, yes. your biggest period of Jane Fonda fandom ran roughly from 1989 to 1998 or so. Yeah, exactly. Now I, as I'm back to calling her Hanoi Jane. That was her golden era. That was it. That's when she really peaked. Right. Okay. Um, we. Here's the thing. The course, The Sound of Young America is based at MaximumFun.org. Maximum mm -hmm. Fun is a maxim of sorts uh, that we have been using for, for many years now. Yes. Um, it, it turns out, according to a listener, that in Ted Turner's brand new book, Call Me Ted, he reveals that the unofficial family motto of the Turner family is... Maximum Fun. You got it. Mm. So we have... Wow. We have taken this. We are not the type to rush to a rash judgment. Mm -hmm. So we have decided to take this opportunity to consider whether we should a embrace Ted Turner, Turner welcoming him into our big tent, a TNT to our TBS. Ooh. Exactly. If you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, uh, make make him a mascot of sorts, uh, a, a figurehead. Mm -hmm. Um, and just as he was in his in his last years at Time Warner, right? Um, that's option number one. Option number two is declare a jihad against him, mm -hmm. um, a, a righteous, angry war against this man who so outrageously stole our catchphrase. Um, and it's <sighs> tough. It's a tough. The initial feelings about that. My gut is jihad, right? But. I feel like you couldn't do that jihad without having a lot of fun with it. I think it would have to... It couldn't be done out of anger. 
Okay. Because if you do come to a resolution, you can say, hey, it was all in fun. And then Ted right. Turner would be, and then you guys could become friends. Because otherwise, Ted Turner, if it was not all in fun, are you concerned at all that Ted Turner might uh, hire someone to kill us? I would, I would not even, I wouldn't even be concerned. It's I would know that it would that happen. He could buy. I think one possibility we should look into is the possibility that he buys our souls from God and gives them to the devil. I don't think Ted Turner hires hitman. I think he hires guys to sedate you, and then you wake up and you're in his lair, and he kills you with his bare hands. Wow. I think that's kind of Ted Turner's MO. Am I wrong in thinking this? Okay. He's in his complex in Aspen, Colorado, or right. Telluride, and you know, in the fifty five bedrooms. He it, happens to b- by the way, of the fifty five bedrooms, yes. uh ten are occupied by lady friends. Yes. One by Ted Turner. Yes. Forty four by Bison. And and you know what? And all those bison have numbers on them. One through forty five. <laughs> <laughs> forty two is missing. <laughs> and uh, uh, forty two is when Ted Turner dresses up as a bison for the Christmas party. <laughs> so I am is Santa it, bison. Is it possible that he stumbled around on the internet and he said, you know, our family's motto is maximum fun, and he went to go maybe uh, to buy that on right. a website, and then he saw that you guys had it. Well, this is what we know about Ted right now. Okay. Um, I saw Ted speak at the Book Expo America a few months ago. Uh, that's where I got a cool Ted Turner, call me Ted, uh, baseball cap. Nice. Um, and I learned from his speech uh, on the con side that his proudest moment was the start of the Gulf War, um, which is creepy. And Wait, on... he was excited? That was a bad thing or a good thing? He thought it was great. Okay. Because he was covering it live on CNN. Got it. Um, and on the other side of the ledger, um, he's not a kitty fucker and he wants us to know that he never did. He, Was he, that ever he said, <laughs> he said, I've had a lot of wives, but Hey, I never did anything with kids. Wow. That seems like an odd admission to make unless <laughs> like, that's not the first thing that comes to my mind. Yeah. To say that I'm not, that's like... But you what know. he's saying is this. Down the line, it's ten things down the line. Yeah. He's saying, I'm Ted Turner. Mm-hmm. If I desired to do things with kids, I could. I could buy a child. He could buy... He, You know, he doesn't need... He's not like Gary Glitter. He needs to go buy a third world child. No. Ted Turner could buy a first world child. Yeah, he, he could buy a somebody... celebrity child. Exactly. He'd go to Indiana could... and just pick up a whole town of he kids could... to ship them back to his compound. Yeah. Skyler, you know. Some kid named Skyler he could buy um, and then do have his way with. I take him in his word that he never did this. I think what his point is is I have unlimited power, and yet I have curbed myself. No government inter- intervention was necessary. Wait, so you're saying that he has this desire within him, but he is... I think he's asserting... Put the brakes on. I think he might be asserting that we all have that desire within us. Um, not that it's a burning desire, uh, but, but that he's, he lives in a world without consequence. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, a world mm-hmm. in which he is all literally all that matters. Does that make sense? It does. It does. So in his world, he, when he could, could fuck do a child, something with a child. The fact that he didn't is a sign of self-restraint. Exactly. And so, just, but, but let's let's yes. let's uh, let's go. To, we we did get. We asked for some opinions. We got some great opinions on the on the forum. Um, it's been very mixed so far. 
but here is uh, here are two uh, opinions about uh, Ted Turner. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, go. This is Matt from Indiana. Uh, regarding your Ted Turner decision, uh, I'm, I'm leaning toward Jihad. Uh, Jihad makes for better radio. Uh, everyone likes an angry radio show here and then, so uh, that would be great. And also, uh, I'm not entirely sure. Like, I know who Ted Turner is, like what he, but I don't really know what he looks like. I sort of only kind of know who he is. And if he was cool, I'd know who he was. So he's got to be at least somewhat of a douchebag. And all I could picture when you guys were talking was Ted Danson, and that's not the same person at all. It's a good point. Number good one, point. he's trying yeah. to trick us. Yeah, pretty Ted Danson heavy show so far. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Relatively to our other shows. Uh, well, you know, I think we, I, I think we've got a long. This is going to be a long road for us, and uh, we shouldn't preclude the notion of having a, a further, a more Ted Danson heavy show in the future. Right. I've always envisioned the show in, in the strategic plan. Did you get a chance to check out the strategic plan? No, I didn't like it. When I, I did, mean, I didn't like the look of it, so when, I didn't read it. When so, I yeah. did the, vi- you didn't check out my vision map. Uh-uh. I had my eyes. Closed. I did some mind mapping, yeah, Paul. Of course, everybody does. Um, so that I could come up with some effective vision statements. And in terms of strategic plan, five yeah. years, ten years out, um, we're hoping to have more and more dancing uh, related content, um, especially in a social media context. Um, eventually what we'd like to have is some, uh, UGC redancing, um, and, uh, and so on. I- eventually, um, I feel like it's a good plan. Possibly with a, with a dancing spinoff. I like, I like it cause I feel like right now you guys are at this point where, you know, I feel like you guys are building towards something. Right. Oh, I, uh, slash fiction where the characters from Becker fuck the characters from Cheers. It's a good, that would be great. a good idea. That'd be great. That's um, something that really takes advantage of uh, the the medium. What yeah. if what if the the character from uh, Cousins remember that the <laughs> dancing uh, vehicle? It's a uh, film where he uh, falls in love with his cousin. She's French. Um, long story. It's a very long story <laughs> and funny. I, I think we need to bring this guy. I, I, first of all, I've, I've never been a fan of Ted Danson. Right. My old website uh, used to have a whole section devoted towards. Taking that guy down a peg because <laughs> yeah. I think I think He's he does full of himself. Yeah, the guy's a little full of himself. Yeah, but I think what it is is now he has been taken down a peg, and you guys now have to bring him back up, bring him yeah. back up. Thank you. <laughs> we have to we have to uh, undo the damage done by your, your yeah uh, your literally hundreds webpage. of people saw what I had to say about Ted Danson. Hundreds. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah. And now you guys have to build him back up. Gotcha. Well, Robert, but... make him like Robert Forrester. You're Here's Quentin Tarantino. Get him back. <laughs> I gotcha. Hello, Mr. Thorne and Morris. This is Ryan from Los Angeles, and I'm calling to express how thrilled I am that there's a Ted Turner-related action item. Uh, otherwise, I was going to have to call this in as a momentous occasion, and considering that it happened over 20 years ago, that might be a little weird. Um, my father worked in cable television for a very long time, and in addition to that resulting in me growing up in a house full of swag, it also comes with a few stories, um, one of which centers squarely on Mr. Ted Turner. Um, This is about 1987, maybe 88. I'm um, one or two years old at the time. Uh, There was some sort of conference going on. I don't know where the conference was, but my mother had come along with my father for the conference, and she was with another wife of one of the businessmen there, with their daughter, also about my age. 
we were both in strollers and the two wives were sunbathing by the pool. Um, I apparently had some sort of rash on my face, maybe a sun rash, something like that. Um, I really don't know much about the rash. But Turner comes out of a conference room which exits out onto a courtyard where the pool is and he walks through the pool area. Turner, a very self-centered man, always very busy, he's kind of storming through this yard and not paying attention to much of the stuff around him. But as he's passing my stroller, he stops very abruptly, turns to my mother, and says, that smallpox? My mom, I think, immediately thought, when was the last documented case of smallpox in the United States, and then responded, no. And he said, okay, and continued on his way. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I just have a revelation. What's oh, that? Boy. I feel like I've never seen Ted, uh, not Ted Danson, but uh, Ted Turner age. And what if he has a Dick Clark kind of energy to him? What if maybe that was a momentary lapse? He thought it was back in the days of the Indians and, you yeah. know, in the first Thanksgiving. Thought it was smallpox, got afraid. Are they trying to get him again with these blankets? <laughs> maybe Ted Turner is a... Uh, Some- yeah, it's Unkillable. funny. You know, he's I like one read, of those murders. Maybe he's I like read, a Highlander. Yeah, <laughs> I read something in Time Magazine about how he hates horse blankets, and that might mm. you see. You know, he has one of the world's largest herds of. He has the world's largest herd of buffalo. Are you being serious? Really? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. This is very interesting. I like the Highlander <laughs> thing, and I and I and I and I like the fact that he is unkillable. This man is trouble. Right. Yeah, this is a guy we want. I mean, we should probably. Go ahead and uh, just incorporate him rather than trying to kill a... Befriend him or be beheaded because he will come here with a giant sword, him and Christopher Lambert. <laughs> you guys. You guys. Christopher Lambert from Highlander or Christopher Lambert from Mortal Kombat? <laughs> Highlander. Uh, well, you guys. Yeah. I've got a good plan. First we get him on our side. Yeah. Then we go out and party a little bit too hard. Right. Okay. Do you, wait, hold. Okay. Keep going. Give him that I've already seat. seen a flaw. Sorry. We're partying with him pretty hard. We're, but here's the thing. He's drinking real booze and we're drinking fake booze. Nice. The bartender's on our side. Yeah, totally. Eventually, he starts doing some crazy shit. Mm-hmm. Not with kids, but just... Right. <laughs> <laughs> he would break a tenant of his life. Right. <laughs> he gets arrested. Uh-huh. He goes in the holding cell. Right. He's, he's so fucking wasted. He doesn't yeah. remember who he is. Yeah. So this is what he does. Yeah. He says to the other guys, hi, what are you in for? Everybody says, murderer, murderer, murderer. I'm on drugs. And he says... Being a Highlander. (laughs) He says, and Ted Turner says, I don't remember what I did, but I'm unkillable. That's fine to go. I like that. It's a challenge. Here's the thing. It's a challenge. I like it. I like it It's how we take him out. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that Ted Turner has ingested so many substances in his life that like... Us a night of us drinking water or fake drinks or whatever, we're more likely to get messed up when he's just. Jordan, I have heard alcohol. a rumor that Ted Turner's belly is made of steel. Yeah, so he Here's can digest thing. anything. Metals. There, one of the call, one of the pranks that I didn't play this week um, was uh, a woman whose uh, housemates uh, didn't like their neighbors. I think, um, and they but they had parties at each other's houses, so they broke into their neighbor's house. And broke into their liquor cabinet, poured out all the liquor, 
into jugs, took it back to their house, and then replaced it in the liquor cabinet with a mixture of water and soy sauce. Oh, Awful. <laughs> and b- this was before, and then went to the party that, that was being that was planned for the next night. Um, and everyone talked about how great the cocktails were. <laughs> it doesn't taste boozy. That's, oh, that's like is. when you that's like when you play a prank on like the mean fraternity, and like you put something weird, and they're like, "This is the best," and you're like, "You're eating dog shit." Yeah, I mean, I saw this. Uh, I saw this documentary about these um, like this kind of this guy's been in college for a long time. Van Wilder, I think his name was. And so he, in this documentary, they did this thing where they had oh, gotten... Oh, so this, this was thing. on PBS, right? Where he puts the dog yeah. cum in the donut. Yeah, yeah. And these guys are just eating this donut, and they're like literally like squeezing the cream out of the donut. Now, it's not donut cream, it's... Dog cum. Yeah. And so these guys loved it. They loved it. Rubbing it on their faces. Yeah. Going, mm, Oh, mm. like licking Like a everything. way in which a Wait. man would not eat a donut. Yeah. But ever. it was so good. It was, it was so, good. so good. Was this on the hero's journey? I'm trying to place it. It was a Bill. It was a Bill, a Bill Moyers. Yeah, it's definitely Bill Moyers. Yeah, yeah. was it part the of the Hero's Journey thing. Yeah, yeah I think it was. Ken like, yeah. Burns co-produced it. Was it on Now with David Bean Cooley? I, I don't remember. I I TV'd it and I Washington I, Week. Might have been with Gwen Ifill. You, you know what? Google it. If I remember correctly, I, this is really sounding familiar to me. I think when Gwen Ifill was in it. I think she was. I think she did the wraparounds, didn't she, or the voice of the narration or something? Yeah, she did something. No, no, you know what? It wasn't Gwen Ifill. It was um, Tara. It was Tara Reid. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective, and Paul Shear, junior Bible salesman. Jordan, you met uh, you met Don Draper this morning. Did, I did. it work out? I, uh, I just came back from the press junket of The Day the Earth Stood Still. Not a good movie. Don't see it. Very boring. Um, yeah, we're, I actually was very excited. Uh, it's it nice to meet Keanu Reeves, but yeah, definitely I get to meet John Hamm, who plays Don Draper. Nice guy. Uh, great guy. I, uh, two faux pas. Uh-huh. Uh, called him Don. Oh! <laughs> and then asked for a cell phone picture after we were done. Did he oblige? He did, happily, but I, like, a little bit say, like, yeah, whatever. I'm gonna say, honestly, it would not be out of the realm of possibility that he has listened to this show. Yeah. He's such a, oh a comedy fan. Oh my gosh. Wow. If he listened to that this show, oh boy. boy howdy. <laughs> boy howdy. I can't w- decide whether to get a boner or to have my penis descend in some way. Uh, <laughs> up into my body. Have your, have your testicles descend to envelop your penis and then come up <laughs> in one gigantic clump. Cool. Great uh, clump balls. All right. So my question is to you, because I, yes. I know that you do these junkets, and yeah, I yeah. have had a friend who did these junkets, mm-hmm. and... We had kind of come to an agreement, and I wanted to see if it held true for you. Sure, sure. When you you're, you're trying to have fun with these people, you're trying to yeah. I guess I should explain yeah. for people who don't maybe know about my job is that I, I I do these junkets, and they they want me to do something goofy, something out of the ordinary, not necessarily talk about the movie, but dress up as an adult baby, or you know, uh, this one I had on a crazy tinfoil hat so the government couldn't read my mind. Perfect. Okay. So. Obviously, That's t- absolutely perfect. Mm-hmm. Exactly the, what you're we were taking. The, you would say you're kicking you're kicking these people out of their comfort zone a little bit. Sure, sure. Because they're getting literally like dozens of people going. What was it like to work here? What about the special yeah, effects? Yeah. What about this? So um, you're coming in with a different tact now. In my experience, in mm-hmm. my friend and I's experience, I always found that A-list celebrities totally cool with it. Like you're 
Keanu Reeves, you're like Keanu Reeves, very cool with it, by the way. Okay. Super cool. Like, yeah. I was definitely prepared for him to be upset and, you know, blank faced, but yeah. So then I go, C list celebrities, cool with it. Celebrities that are cool, but not yet A's, but they're kind of like, uh, I'm trying to think of a good C lister. Who would be a good C lister? Like a Paul like a Jason Statham? Or is he B list? Yeah. Is Statham J- B? Statham might be in that tough I saw zone. that Jason Statham movie. You said I should see Bank Job. Yeah. Yeah. It's one handsome bald man. I'll tell yeah, you that much. He's got a lot if, of gravitas. If you enjoy that, go see Death Race. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Same movie. Same movie. Um, well, Did you see well, Death Race, by the way? Oh, yes. Death the Race theater. was fucking great. Amazing. It was like a, it was literally like watching a video game. It was amazing. It, yes, it was. It, it was had, amazing. Like the tenets of a video game, yeah. Awesome. The it pace. was like the cutscenes sure. were the movie. <laughs> um, the, uh, well, then, let Did me... your theater clap when Joan Allen died? Oh, yes, of Mine course. Mine, too. Anyway. Yeah, we were excited. We saw it opening day. Um, well, I guess the theory is this. A celebrities, C celebrities, cool. B celebrities, not so hot. Not into it. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm, I I have not thought about this. This okay. is an interesting theory. Okay. Uh, let me go ahead and list the celebrities who have not been cool with this, and okay. we can see if this, this good, applies. Right. Uh, now Ke- we should. I, I'm gonna just gonna interject sure, real sure. quick, Jordan, just for Paul's benefit. One sort of problem with testing this that we might have is. Jordan's sort of a Hollywood kingmaker type. So okay. if an A-list celebrity weren't to play along with Jordan, they might end up becoming a B-list mm, I understand this. Okay, all right. Anyway, go ahead, Jordan. Um, uh, people who have not been cool with this, uh, Kiefer Sutherland. I, all right, I'm going to say he's a B, and this is why. Because he's not a movie star. He's not yeah, on yeah, the yeah. level of George Clooney, but he's not a C because he has a very successful... <laughs> Right. TV show, yeah, sure. So I think he's a B. A B is not a bad place. He to may be. be a movie actor who retreated to TV, exactly, because and he, was successful at a, a, a certain point. He was an A, mm-hmm. and but now he's a B. But he's a B only because twenty four. But he's yeah. not. He's yet to kind of come. He's not an A. That's my. You know, I actually interviewed him for this uh, horror movie he made called uh, Mirror? Mirrors. It, yes. Yeah, and, and that was an experiment in becoming a movie star again, which right. failed because the movie was uh, a failure. Okay, so we all are in agreement. That's a, right. That's a good B. It's a good B. Uh, he um, wants to become an A. Sure. Um, <clears throat> other. Um, let's see. Brendan Fraser, not cool with it. Is Fraser say, an A or a B? I'm going to say. Brendan's a, a B too he's because he's a B, yeah. Because he's not a C. He's done enough, but he's not an A either. He's done. He'll George star in a movie, but he's not. It's not a. It's he's not starring in a. People aren't going to see the movie to see Brendan. Fraser. You're not going to see Journey to the Center of the Earth because you're like, I wonder what Brendan Fraser is going to do with yeah. that movie. You're like, I want to see it in 3D. Or you're not going to see the Mummy because I you're really wanted Brendan to see Fraser. that in 3D. I didn't. I don't know why. Me I didn't. too. It was a really fucking yeah. bad mistake on my part. I'm I'm an idiot. Anyway, go so ahead, far Jordan. two Bs. I think. Okay. Um, let me think. Let me see if I can conjure up any more people who have not been cool with this. Uh, Jaimon Hansu, mm. not cool with this. I don't even know where he falls. That's a tough one. Now, if you're talking, did, did about... he understand you? He he did. Yes, okay. and he yelled at me in a very thick African accent. And we actually he, had what, oh, we had a story. little thing. Uh, I guess I can talk about this. I yeah. I kind of didn't want to for a while because I did get in a little bit of trouble okay. for it. But. Uh, <laughs> Maybe this doesn't apply. But anyways, we had a thing on the show for a while. Okay. Who people thought was better, Jaimon Hansu or Shuatel Ejiofor? <laughs> we wondered who people thought was better. <laughs> and finally, I... Now, we should be clear. We also, for example, had a thing about uh, who was better, Shia LaBeouf 
or Minnesota Twins pitcher <laughs> Boof Bonzer. It does not exclusively have to do okay, with yeah. race. In right, this case, yes. it did. Yeah. All right. Um, and we're big fans of both. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Um, <laughs> I, I saw him at the this is some weird place, the Beverly Hills Film Festival. Anyways, uh, and just uh, just so Paul knows, she would tell Ijefor is better. Anyway, go okay. ahead. <laughs> sure, it's been voted. I on. would have let him go to yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyways, I asked him. I asked him who he thought was better, him or Chiwetel, or him or Chiwetel Ejiofor. He's like, huh, huh, why would you ask me that? Huh, why would you ask me that? And then he just le- he just leaves. <laughs> and then uh, and then and his publicist called our office the other day and bitched us out and told us we couldn't play it on TV. That's hilarious. Uh, Why would he freak out like that? I don't know. I thought I asked figure Jordan was racist. (laughs) When in fact, I was just curious. Yeah. (laughs) When in fact, he's just amused by uh, novel sounds. (laughs) Right. I just like... That's amazing. I love it. That's uh, So, okay. I don't know if that counts or not in our discussion. Yeah, that seems like you might have angered him. I'll tell you some of the people that, uh, in my experience, were Yes, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh. Awesome. I haven't gotten oh, to meet Schwarzenegger at anything yet. Always cool. Almost too cool. Yeah. Uh, and I believe it, though. Yeah. He, he, uh, uh, I, I also had, had dealings with Keanu Reeves. Super cool. Yeah. Um, people not cool. Timothy Hutton. <laughs> not, not into it. Not, uh, not a fan. Um, who else is a good... Um, it's been such a long time since I had uh, remembered. Billy D. Williams. Perfect C. Amazing scene. Yeah. Loved it. Totally was on a different planet. Um, and uh, <laughs> who else was some... I'm trying which, to think back. Now, Paul, of, let me ask you real quick. Which planet would you say Billy D. Williams was on? Well, I think it was... <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I'm not sure of where it is located in the stars. He was on loan for quite some... <laughs> for a small period of time to this world. Um, and in that time, he must he needed to smell the person that was interviewing him. Um, he refused to answer any sort of question, um, but he did ask the person who was interviewing him to dance. So he needed to smell and dance before he was he needed to be reported home. Uh, okay, so Billy D. Williams was definitely on board. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm trying to. I I, I don't want to have just a lot of me going. Uh, who else? Who else? I, I got another one. If yes. we want to just uh, yeah. uh, Kim Kardashian, not into it. Yeah, is, she, is that a B? I think Kim Kardashian. She thinks she's a B. I think I think a B is somebody who takes themselves. This is I think the justification. Okay, someone who takes themselves too seriously. Like they they want to be revered like an A. Sure. And I think sure, I, sure. I think like I think that's what a B is. Okay. They want to be revered as an A, and they're not comfortable being a C. Gotcha. So I think that that's the the middle ground. Okay. I think that that's. I mean, that's what it feels because, like, like John Hamm, on on if not in the A, on his quickly becoming his way, sure, will sure. jump right over B. He went from yeah. you know like boom, he'll just jump over it. So he's a beautiful man, totally cool, ready for it. But uh, but yeah, Kiefer is a perfect example of somebody yeah, yeah. who I think is. So that's that's a little game you can play. <laughs> who could be a dick? <laughs> Who's a dick? You'll know. Yeah, yeah. yeah Tommy I... Lee Jones, an A. And also really into it, surprisingly into it. But he's oh. an egg, confident with himself. Yeah. Doesn't have anything to prove. He's you know really why? Jealous. That guy's already best friends with Al Gore. You know? Yeah. What does he have to prove? He's yeah, best he's friends it. with Al Gore. He's done it. He's one of the best, best friends of all time. He's right up there with, <laughs> he's right up there with uh, Rickles and Newhart. <laughs> Al Gore and Tommy Lee Jones? Give me a break. Those Cut me some slack. Out, That's the best out, buddies ever. 
If you got a best friend like that, you know what your place in the world is. Yes. Best friends with the Nobel Prize winning, uh, you know, is that what he won? Nobel? Yeah, Nobel Prize winning former vice president. You can do whatever you want. Anything. Doors open. You know what he does? What? He calls up Al Gore. He's like, Al, let's grow beards. (laughs) They do it. And then they totally do it. Not a problem. And then they totally do it. Southwest vacation. Yeah, absolutely. Let's go to Taos. (laughs) That's what he says. Let's you and me, let's go to Taos. Taos, New Mexico. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Chalk it up as a business expense. You're gonna research some, sure. some uh, planetary warming. Let's go. And, and then so. he says, and then and then Al goes, "Yo, I'll tell you what I'm really gonna research some of your uh, turquoise jewelry and why you're such a queer for wearing it." You know what? And then they just give each other a big hug. Those guys. It's all about. Hanging out in front of fireplace, wearing turquoise jewelry, and making bison chili. That's all it is. It's bison chili all yeah, the time. And a big cauldron. <laughs> it's better the second day. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Paul Shear, junior Bible salesman. Um. Okay, gentlemen. From time to time on the program, we ask our listeners to call in and share with us what we call momentous occasions. This is the high points of their lives that they call in and report to us either live in the moment or immediately after the moment. Now, we choose these to play based on basically how much we like them. So there are certain moments that happen in every life that we're done with. Bought our first house, mm-hmm. had our first baby. Sure. Fuck them. Out the door. Done. See you later. We did yeah. those. It was like week two. Right. We had all that shit covered. Yeah. So at this point, we're looking for stuff that's wonderful, amazing, and delightful. Um, stuff like this, like this next moment. By the way, with regard to this next one... If you have a, uh, if you're the sensitive type uh, who doesn't like gross stuff, um, I want you to just skip forward one minute. Okay. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, go. This is Trevor from New Westminster. I have a momentous occasion. My son Ryan, who is potty training right now, uh, was walking around the house with no pants on, and he called, "Daddy, Daddy, poo!" And I thought, "Oh, he's telling me he's going to go poo," but no, he told me that he had pooed on the carpet. So I see the turd sitting on the carpet, and then I notice there's another turd sticking out of his butt about to fall. And I'm thinking, oh, no, 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 I've got to get it. So I lunge because I see it's starting to break off, and I catch the turd in midair. I caught a flying turd, and uh, then I had to pick the other one up and put it in the toilet. I thought that was pretty good. Amazing. Bare Amazing. Hand? Bare hand, I'm guessing? That's nice. Bare hand to catch. Yeah. yeah we, we talked on the show about how uh, I accidentally picked up one of my dog's poops with my bare hand because it was dark and I didn't know what it was. Uh, mm. uh, it's an amazing experience. You thought it was a common giant slug. <laughs> exactly. Once, it's, once you've done it, you feel like you can do anything. Mm-hmm. That's the feeling. Once you've handled feces. You know what? I'm going to say after hearing that. That guy's definitely not going to Jurassic Park because (laughs) he is maybe the the world's greatest dad. Hey, Jordan, Jesse. This is Leanne. And Lauren. We are wasted off our behinds, and we just had a drunk dance party on top of my Volkswagen Beetle. Thought you'd like to know. Bye. first time. You think that's the first time? All right, a drunk dial. Yeah. (laughs) A drunk, this is the first ever drunk drunk dance party on top of a Volkswagen Beetle. 
Yeah, that's a tough one to have a drunk dance party on top. I of. know because yeah. it's so sloped. Yeah, it's a it's an arc. You probably than have to do is. some sort of seated dance. Yeah, yeah, I would imagine that would be part of the. Dance. Oh, a seated dance. Yeah, um, some unless sort of seated dance. Unless they're very good uh, at controlling their body weight, you know. They might be shifting. They, yeah. they work at the post office, <laughs> so we All know right. we know that from previous calls. So <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there. They work on federal property, so who knows what they can do? Good point. Good point. Hey, JJ Go, this is Jack in Nebraska, and um, I'm pretty sure this is a momentous occasion. Um, right now I'm driving behind a blue neon. I can't quite tell what the driver looks like. I think it's a female, but uh, she's got two bumper stickers. One says, warning, driver under the influence of earth, wind, and fire. And the other <laughs> one says, got earth, wind, and fire. <laughs> oh. Wow. My goodness gracious. I didn't know that I live close to that guy. That lady, that lady sounds like a real shining star. That's yeah, amazing. Paul's not a lady. <laughs> oh. Just because I wear my hair long when I drive. <laughs> Put on your driving wig. For driving. That's amazing. To get two is even better. It'd be yeah. like, you know what? This one is not doing it enough for me. You're like, this one is pretty funny. I think she's just like, well, this one is more like literally true under the influence. Like, I really am. Like, I'm dancing and having fun. This other one's cool because it's funny. It's sort of like a twist on the the, popular. Yeah, you know, it's cool. And God, I love you, Maurice. Oh, man. I have one more thing to add that I almost forgot to add. I almost started the next call, but this is something that's important to me. I like how he said, I don't know if you guys get this thing a lot around where you live. Like as uh, though it's a regional thing. It is. It might be. You that know, might be. You know what? I bet you that is a member of Earth, Wind, and Fire's car. <laughs> I, I want to be clear here. I am originally from the Bay Area, so it's more Tower of Power novelty bumper stickers that I see <laughs> than Earth, Wind, and Fire can we novelty put bumper a, stickers. Can, can we put a, a call maybe out to the people on your message board to see if they can find all that paraphernalia? Because <laughs> I imagine if those are two existing bumper stickers. There must be yes. a lot more of that kind of... Yeah, uh, okay. So we're looking for the best uh, the best musically-themed novelty bumper stickers. Yes. Yeah. Or that, yeah. something where Hulk celebrates Christmas. Yeah, those are <laughs> One of two, the two things we're looking for. Put, post them in the uh, forum thread for this week's show. Those two things. Uh, per, inter- uh, per television celebrity, Paul Shear. <laughs> Hi, Jordan. Hi, Jesse. I'm calling with a momentous occasion, which is I just got into Harvard Law, and yes, the superiority complex is instantaneous. <laughs> Don't go. Do not go. No. Do not go to law school. If there is one thing that you learn from this fucking show, I do this show week after week after week, Jordan. We, we, we barely make dollar one on this program. Uh, you know, I, I sit there, I edit this show painstakingly, putting in the little I'd musical say it's transitions. At, it's, uh, it's at a cost to me from all the parking tickets I get. Exactly. Yeah. So I think it, I want this to be a profitable experience, if not for us, then at least for our listeners. And for God's sake, if you can learn one thing from my life, do not go to law school. I've heard that from you numerous times. Mm. Don't go to law school. Don't go do to not law. go to law now, school. Now, Jesse, do you think it's possible? that the Harvard Law School experience is different than the law school experience that's going on in your house right now? Uh, the Loyola Law School experience? I'm guessing yes. there's probably less Miss Los Angeles's at Harvard <laughs> Law School. There's one at Loyola Law School right now. Um, I'm guessing there's probably less women looking at porn during class. Women, <laughs> wow. women looking, looking at porn. Wow, all right. 
Is it for some sort of maybe it's for some sort of you know obscenity? No, it's not issue. because they're making a collage. <laughs> okay, um, I was going to say because of some obscenity uh, case or something no, like that. It's no, good they're research. looking at it because they have uh, some sort of Los Angeles induced body dysmorphic disorder. <laughs> Um, Harvard I, is breeding. I mean, people go to Harvard Law School normally come out and do something good, right? I mean, no, no, that's not true. All right, some people who do something good went to Harvard Law School. I think most people okay. who go go to Harvard Law School come out and uh, continue in their path to have no values other than how much money can I make. But what about that tie? Okay, they get a cool tie. They do oh, have a yeah. cool tie. Okay. It's, no, I'm sorry. I take it back. This is the tie. You're right. You're right, Paul. You're totally right. Then you can wear that tie to parties. I apologize. <laughs> I apologize. Thank you. Hi, Jordan and Jesse. This is Carol from Connecticut. I'm calling with a momentous occasion. I got porn <clears throat> instead of my Netflix. There was a porn <laughs> or DVD in my Netflix envelope, which I didn't realize. I just like put it in my DVD player and then went to go watch the movie and realized it was porn. <laughs> The movie was called Where the Boys Aren't, Arabian Nights. Magnolia. That was all. Bye. It was supposed to be Steel Magnolia? (laughs) Wow. That's amazing. similar in some ways. The plot is very similar. Did you guys hear about this? That they're they're making a Cosby show porn right now? No. It's called The Cosby Show XXX. (laughs) And and this is totally true. I just read this the other day. It's like um, they did a Brady porn. That's what this company is known for. And they did a Brady porn. Now they're doing a Cosby porn, and they, I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't keep up with the biz, but it seems no, like I don't, are the I don't novelty either. porn movie. Are they coming back? Or are they no? Hold on, hold there was on. The Sarah Palin one a while I don't ago. Keep, yeah. Look, I don't keep up with the biz, uh, but these actors are still on a different world, correct? <laughs> well, Kadeem Hardison is in this. Okay. His glasses are definitely in it. Yeah, <laughs> flipped up, flipped down. Yeah, uh, but the but uh, yes, apparently the press release that I read. Um, was there is a guy going to be playing uh, Bill Did Cosby. Did you get that? Because you've got a Google Alerts for Bill Co- for Cosby porn. I just type <laughs> Cosby, Cosby and porn. Monster Cox, yeah. specifically. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to... I, 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 uh, so is the guy... The guy is probably doing a Bill Cosby impression, right? A Bill right? Cosby impression, Fuck and it takes yeah. place in Lisa Bonet's bedroom. Okay. Those are the two the whole specifics. Movie? That's what I understand. It to, <laughs> to do. And they, the the, uh, the I had read it on some sort of blog, and they were hypothesizing that uh, Bill Cosby, who's very litigious, will shut this down before it yeah. uh, makes it out. Which because it is called the Cosby Show XXX. XXX. <laughs> it's not, not it's even, not even the, so the Coxby. Yeah, exactly. Like, All right, we get yeah. it. Um, yeah, you know, and it's funny because I feel like the Bill Cosby impression is kind of a staple of like the stand-up sketch yes. comedian it's such mm-hmm. this like kind of popular thing that guys do at parties and yeah it's, it's, it's so funny to see impression. that in a pornography context i i almost feel like uh that would be something i would like to see like what what is you know uh, what's do you going think on does he keep where... it up as he's fucking that's the question do i do you think that the 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 idea for this i mean it's, i always find it interesting to find out where did this idea come from you know what are the roots right. of this How why now the... Uh, do you think? <laughs> do you think? <laughs> yeah, Obama's think in office. They, some porns were hanging out at a porn party, and one of them started doing a Bill Cosby impression, and another one said, "How can we work that into?" Porn hold now? on, hold on. 
I think we've got something. Well, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna add to something. I think that's probably what happened. But um, the guy who said, "Hold on," I think what happened was his eyes turned into like um, casino roulette wheels, and, like, <laughs> <laughs> and then just dollar signs came up. I was like, "Ching ching 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 ching." ching. Oh man, it is almost uh, it's almost Christmas and I'm very excited about uh Christmas and the Christmas season. I've, I just got a tree. I yeah, you yeah. got a nice one? I got a very nice one. I was very excited about it. Biggin? It's uh it's about seven feet tall. Last year I went uh pretty I, good. I, I yeah. went to the Christmas tree lot to get a tree, but the trees were outrageously expensive. Like I just could not imagine spending like they were like like the cheapest one was like sixty dollars yeah, or something. They were expensive. So then I went to the uh I, I went to the like the uh grocery store and the hardware store locally. I thought maybe they would have some trees because uh where I come from, you know, there's usually some trees outside. They didn't have any. So I went to the Home Depot down the block Ooh, Home Depot. and they, they had they were inexpensive, but it was the worst ex- shopping experience of my entire <laughs> It was such a nightmare. Oof. It literally took me standing there at the Home Depot. It took me an hour and a half to buy a tree. Home Depot oh, employees man. are not famous for being pleasant to deal with. Yeah. Oh God, it was horrible. And then at the end of it, the they only, wouldn't the put only a worse, water holder. The only worse store that I've gone in is uh, like a Kinkos. Like that's the <sighs> only place where the people are more like openly contemptuous uh, of you. So now I'm like, I don't even know if I can bring myself to go buy a tree because I don't want to spend sixty dollars. I'm not going to even even be home for Christmas. But then. It's nice. It's very nice. You know, you get it now, which is a little bit earlier than you should because you're going to be leaving anyway. Right. So, and you know what? I, I kind of said, you know what? For $60 at the place that I got it, they already had the stand attached to it. Yeah. It's like very Charlie Brown-esque. Yeah. And, uh, and you're done. Yeah. You're done. Just nice. decorate that Put some that water in that fucking thing. Yeah. Start celebrating. Yeah. Well, we, we have one last momentous occasion. It is holiday-themed. Hi, Jordan, Jesse Go. This is Kylan in Texas calling in with a momentous occasion. Um, I was at work, and some lady just called to tell me that I had ruined Christmas for her two grandchildren. Um, it's a special feat because I've never met the woman, never met her grandchildren, and don't know how I did it. So, momentous occasion, Christmas ruined. Wow. I wonder what she does for a living. Yeah, that would have been My a My guess yeah. is drag racer. Yeah. Uh, she killed like a her sniper. children. <laughs> <laughs> sniper. <laughs> yeah, we're missing some information uh, yeah. on this. Hey, I got, I got, I have one. I know we're we're okay. running a little long, but yeah. I think this bears mentioning, okay. and it's kind of holiday themed. This is my moment as occasion. I was at the, um, I was in the San Francisco airport waiting for a flight uh, two days ago. Uh, just in the restaurant, kind of waiting for the plane to take off. Uh, at the bar, there's five people seated and uh they're all seated with one seat in between each other like they're not there together but right. they're kind of drinking and and kind of carrying on together and uh it kind of this way where they would just say something out loud and the other person could respond or not it was just kind of a time killing situation clearly and um on one end you have uh this woman who's a very kind of looks like maybe like a, like maybe she's a Berkeley women's studies professor kind of mm-hmm. long patchwork skirt and um uh, kind of wooden sandals that she probably got on her trip to Japan. And um, and then on the other end is a real uh, kind of sinewy, uh, kind of upsettingly thin... Tiger. Wood. Tiger. <laughs> uh, like I'm a British model-looking woman. And uh, as I'm listening to the conversation, the, the uh, professor woman is just kind of pontif- like wildly gesturing and like talking about something. And she's like... It's so interesting. Just just think about it. Think about it. What what would human beings as a race do if we didn't have to work? 
And then model woman goes, I don't know, maybe like snowboarding? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh, that was worth it, huh? Yeah, it's totally uh, worth it. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. And Paul Shearer, junior Bible salesman. Now, the two reasons this show was a little bit long. Number one... Well, we got Paul Shear here from, music te- from yeah, the Music like Television it. Network. Music Television. Uh, you know, we've got a real, you know, like, like what? What if uh, this is? Uh, if if you have somebody from, if you've got a Kennedy and Adam Curry, Attila Tequila, <laughs> um, you got to go a little bit long, mm-hmm. right? Number two, the exhibit. Uh, I like to con- X to the Z. Yeah. X to the Z. Um, the the moral of this story here is you got to stretch that out. You got to take advantage of their time while you have it in your hands. Thank you. You know what I mean. Uh, uh, number two, we're going to be gone next week because mm-hmm. Jordan, you're going out of town. I'm going out of town. I got to go uh, uh, make some pledge drive promos in San Francisco. <laughs> swear to God. Um, you know, so, so you know, we got holiday stuff to do. We're going to give things a week off here on Jordan Jesse Go. That's fine. Um, it, but I feel like this this show was a great success. It's I feel really happy about it. it was it was unconditional. Great fun. I feel we, like we had maximum fun, like Ted Turner. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. Okay. Okay. I'm, right. I'm letting it go. Yeah. It, don't, we're don't we're freak bringing out, him dude. into the tent. We're bringing him into the tent. And maybe also, we're, but we're, we're always considering secretly murdering him. Yes. That's the plan. Let him think that we are on his side. Keep your right. friends and close. And then you stab them in the Can back. I ask mm-hmm. you guys a question? When the, the guy who called in about the smallpox thing, mm-hmm. he said that he, he had a dad who, oh, who worked in cable. Yeah. And so he grew up with a house full of swag. But this then his example was twenty years ago. So what is the swag that he that he grew up with? Like an it's Gary Shandling's show beer uh, koozie? I'm guessing Duckman hat. Yeah. <laughs> Which makes it look like the hat is shaped like Duckman though. So it looks like you are Duckman. Do you remember that TBS uh train that had all the cartoon characters on it? I don't know what that was called. The super <laughs> shuttle or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sure, like... sure, sure. I think it was called the Super Shuttle. Yeah, see, it was like a this, monorail that had. Yes. Uh, Isn't the Super Shuttle shitty Hanna Barbera character? Yeah. Isn't that just it? a blue van that takes you to the airport? Not in this world. What if you got onto a blue van to take you to the airport? It's full of TBS cartoon characters. Yeah, you're sitting next to the Deputy funky Doug. Phantom. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, uh, we've got, you know, Jordan. We've got in the next couple of weeks, we're going to have a couple of good uh, hundred dollar sponsorships. People have been. We offered. To our listeners, this is mm-hmm. for people who actually listen to the show. If they want to sponsor the show for a week for a hundred bucks, we'll That's let them awesome. do it. So uh, we've got a couple good ones that are sort of coming on the way in the planning stages right now, Jordan. But if you're out there and you want to do this with us, uh, Jesse at maximumfun.org, or if you're uh, a real business and you want to do it, sure, you know, we'll do it with a real business. Even better, it's surprisingly affordable, Jordan. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly affordable. Um, action, uh, action item this week, uh, besides, of course, the holiday contest, and we're continuing to hear these horrible holiday stories, I'd love to see uh, some great uh, novelty music bumper stickers and uh, Hulk doing Christmas stuff in the thread for this week's program. Let's honor our celebrity guest, Mr. Paul Shear, uh, from uh, uh, the Human Giant Human television Giant. program, uh, from um, Thirty Rock, Thirty Rock. Uh, he plays uh, Kenneth Sarch nemesis in that in that quality television Automatic program. Um, uh, from your uh, video hits one, 
Video hits one. Uh, well, that's now the best we get with Paul F. Tompkins. Yeah. So much more. We're all pulled back. Right. But we all salute you'll, Paul. You'll still be appearing on that show, right? I appear so on it some... in a, in a uh, when they have me. Kind of a supporting. I'm very happy to uh, to be a part of it. Paul is super funny. Yeah, it's it, you could hardly ask for a funnier man yes. on earth. Just Hilarious. On earth. On earth. Done. That's him. Bing, bam, boom. Uh, you got anything else? We're done, right? Nah, we're done. Let's eat some fucking cookies, huh? Yeah. Oh, I know it. And make sure you go see Benjamin Button. <laughs> <laughs> the story of a plucky little butt. <laughs> a talking butt. Do the line, Jesse. Do the line. Do it. Hey, guys. Put... No, it's not the oh. line. Ah, oh, forget it. Mammoth, punch this up. <laughs>